0: Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Kime, and with me is sports reporter Austin Huff. Well, Austin, we're back for another week here. They haven't canceled us
1: yet. Uh, this is week number six for our podcast. This is six more weeks than I gave us, so, you know, I'll <laughs> take it. I will gladly take it. I'm glad people are still listening, and I'm actually I'm enjoying it. I've, I've enjoyed our discussions every week yeah, on the podcast yeah. here. Our producer, Sheila, has too.
0: She's always talking sports with us in the office. We're trying to get her to come on the air with us, but...
1: She's shaking her head no right now at me, so... I mean, you know, never never give up on your dreams, Greg. That, that's Never right. give up. We're going to fight to the day. <laughs> She'll be on one day, whether she wants to or not. I got a feeling, so... Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: big things at Northwood High School this weekend. Yes. Big things for the towns of Napanee and Waukarusa.
1: Has Napanee ever been more lively than this past weekend? And so, actually, they weren't lively because there was no one there. Yeah. I should say that. Um, with girls' basketball and winning semi-state, and we had Jake Lone at second place in state wrestling. Mm. So uh, what do you want to talk about first, Greg? What do you want to – this all Northwood Northwood girls. The Northwood P-
0: girls, <laughs> the North yeah. girls, that's a big thing right now. They're playing for the Class 3A state championships Saturday at 6 p.m. down at Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, and they're playing the Salem – Lions,
1: is it? Lions, yes. The Salem Lions.
0: I still think it should be the Salem Witches. Right,
1: right. It feels like it should be witches. (laughs) That should be the name, but uh, it is the Lions. Right. Uh, They are based in Salem, believe it or not, in Washington County. There are a couple different Salem's in the state, which I have learned by Google searching the last... I had somebody the other week at church tell me there were four Salems in Indiana.
0: There's at least two. Now, why there'd be that many towns named Salem in Indiana, I have no
1: idea. The first Salem I found on the map was near the Ohio border, and it was kind of also near Muncie. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, how are they in the southern half of the state? That's very kind of north. I don't know what the IHSA line was this year, but it was very confusing. Yeah. But then... I did another search and realized that that was the wrong Salem. It was the other Salem down just about an hour south of Indianapolis, I would say, hour and a half. They're pretty much halfway in between Indianapolis and Louisville, like if I was looking at the map correctly. Um, So that will be the state championship game. Northwood against Salem after Northwood beat Benton Central on Saturday in one of the best defensive performances I have ever seen from a high school basketball team, regardless of gender, you know, age, skill level. It was a clinic. Um, I was there on Saturday, as you were. You were at uh, swimming, which we'll talk about later right. in the evening. But I was there in Laporte on Saturday, and there was a sequence. Sometime in the second quarter, I believe, where Benton Central had the ball at the top of the key. The girl was dribbling, right, and she tried driving the lane. And Northwood's two two big girls, Maddie Payne, Kate Ruly, kind of like forced her on the baseline and it gave her no room to kind of go up for a layup. She like dribbled around, went to the corner, like kept on dribbling around, like back to the top of the key. Like it was like a 30-second stretch where like she really literally had nowhere to go. And I'm watching this and I'm like, will they ever score again? Like Benton Central was like that much shut down by Northwood's defense. It was unbelievable to watch. Like, you know, a lot of those times when it's a low-scoring game, it could be bad offense. Right. This is good defense. defense. This is very good defense from Northway. It's a very fun team to watch on defense. And they don't do anything fancy. They go man-to-man, right? They just – they don't press. Like, they don't really do much any of that. They don't play zone. It's strictly man-to-man defense for the most part. And it is effective. I mean, it's incredible. It's really incredible to watch. Ben Central had
0: 22 turnovers in that ballgame. Did Northwood force a lot of those, or were there unforced turnovers yeah. in there?
1: It was it was definitely Northwood's defense doing some damage there. Okay. And, like, they were getting steals. Like, there was the third quarter stretch when Northwood started kind of running away with the game. That was three straight steals by Northwood that two of them led to layups, and the other one girl got fouled and made a free throw, made one or two of the free throws. So, it was definitely Northwood's defense getting hands in the passing lanes. And just causing that stuff. And of course there are some unforced turnovers, like every team has them where like you yeah. throw the ball away or whatever. But Northwood's defense was so suffocating. They were just getting steals. Like when it was twenty to eighteen, that was the, the big one for me, was when it was twenty eighteen and Benton Central's running down the court. Like looks like they're gonna get like a mini breakaway almost to potentially tie the game and Rooley steals the ball from Benton's best player Audrey Strasma steals it from her they go down the other way that's when the girl gets fouled they go to the line make one or two free throws they go up four and then they kind of rallied that into their 16 nothing run in that 8 minute stretch where they held Benton Central mm-hmm. obviously scoreless because it was a 16-0 run but their defense was incredible like the stat right of like Benton Central was averaging 64 points a game coming into the game and they held them to 22 yeah even if Benton Central had scored Forty-two, which was the margin of that average, that would have been an amazing performance on defense from Northwood. It was, uh, it was really incredible to watch. Like it was a clinic on defense. So mm. I, yeah, I, I was blown away. It was amazing. So,
0: well, hopefully they can play defense like that again Saturday. I don't it, know what I haven't looked to see what uh, Salem is averaging per game, but
1: Salem is averaging fifty-seven point seven points per game, so a little less than. What Benton Central stood, but still a pretty good margin. Right. Um, they have been. Salem has been ranked number one in the final coaches poll from back before the end of the regular season. They are number one in the Sagrin rankings, ratings. So Salem has kind of been the number one team all year, mm-hmm. and which is impressive because they lost their best player coming back. Uh, Leah Miller, she tore her ACL playing soccer in October. So, their leading scorer from last year isn't even on the team He's right even now. not on the team. Right. And they're still 25 and three, the number one team in 3A, and, you know, are probably the favorites, right? On paper, just from like all the metrics, they're the favorites. You know, I mean, how do you get a favorite right now? I mean, like, you yeah. know, for me, Salem and Northwood are pretty close. Like, Northwood has moved up to number two in the Sagrin rankings now. So, it is one versus two, like in the 3A left. So, um, but, no, uh, Salem, like I said, they're a good team. Uh, they have a couple girls. Uh, their leading scorer is Carly Sweeney, their point guard. She averages 12 points a game. They have another girl uh, guard, Natalie Noel, with 10 points a game. And then two players here, Abigail Ratz and Hope Tomlinson, both at 9.9 points a game. So they have okay. three four weapons, and that wasn't even including their two center, Letty Nice, who is a se- uh, senior. She only averages five points a game, but – I was talking to their coach uh, Monday at the state press conference meet round table thing down in Indianapolis and they were he was like Lottie can score fifteen twenty a game. She just doesn't do that because she's setting screens for other players, helping our mm. shooters get open. Um, so I think it's gonna be a really interesting game because Rooley and Payne for Northwood always are the tallest people on the court, usually, right? Right being six one and six foot. So now they got a girl who's six two, who's their—I mean, their height, you know. So it's going to be interesting battle to see. You know, Adam joked that uh, either Ruly or Payne will be in foul trouble on Saturday. He doesn't know which one, but one of them will be in foul trouble because they're going to be guarding Letty Nice all night. Yeah. So
0: hopefully, it's not both of them.
1: Yeah, and that's what he said too. He said that uh, the nice thing about like this year is like that they, they have never had both of them in foul trouble in the same game. Like, it's usually one or the other maybe is in foul trouble, but they've never had pain and really both in foul trouble at the same time. If they're both in foul trouble on Saturday, I mean, the game's over. Like, yeah, it could be toast. a long
0: day for the black swish. It's yes. going to be a
1: long bus ride back to Napanee, that's for sure. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I'm, 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 I've been saying it to everyone who wants to hear me, which isn't many people. But you uh, got a whole audience listening know, to you now. I know, they have no choice. But uh, I say first one to 30 on Saturday wins. That's how good Northwood's defense is. If Northwood can get to 30 before Salem, they might win the game. Like, that could clinch it, mm-hmm. in my mind. And, you know, Northwood hasn't given up more than 39 points in the whole playoffs. So, if you want to be really specific, first one to 40. If Northwood gets to 40, yeah, you know, stay champ, maybe. So, it, it's going to be really interesting. Salem uh, is, like I said, they're a balanced team, good team. Obviously, have been ranked number one. You know, in the in the rankings, so I I think it's gonna be a good game. I think yeah. we're in in store for a good competitive championship game. So. I think
0: so too. And you, know, you you had mentioned before about has it ever been this exciting in Appleby and and Ridge before? Right. Yes, it has been. <laughs> I mean, Northwood's been to the state football championship a numerous times. They right. won, but what four years ago was it in 2016? Yeah, they
1: went down and were state runner up. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just talking or like they won back in
1: 05. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 05. Right. I'm just saying, like, I was talking about, like, in general, like, with you had everything going on on Saturday, right? right? You had the girls' basketball, you had Jake Lone doing well at state wrestling. Well, and
0: and one other thing for Northwood, Kate Jenkins won the diving competition at the Concord sectional Saturday. it was a
1: great day to be a Panther on Saturday. So, a lot of success. And now. Now all the attention kind of gets turned towards the Northwood girls basketball. Like obviously right. state swimming is coming up this weekend. Jenkins is at the regional diving regional which tonight, is tonight.
0: Mishawak high school.
1: Yeah. We're taping this on Tuesdays at two 30, like we always do. Yeah. But in case anyone's listening to this on Wednesday and is confused, um, or Thursday or Friday or, you know, 10 years in the future. I don't know. Maybe they're listening back, you know, That's hello, right. hello from the future. Hello from the past. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so Northwood's on a, on a nice little roll right now. And, uh, you know, maybe on Saturday night it all gets capped off with the state championship for the Black Swish. And uh, hey. I feel good for Adam Yoder. Uh, you know, we've obviously – you and I have interacted with him numerous times. He's always a good stand-up guy with us to the media. Yes. Um, with golf and and stuff like that. Oh, before I forget, i got to tell a kind of a funny story about Adam and us on Monday. So – one of the IHSA state TV guys asked Adam, "How did the Black Swish nickname come about?" And he explained how the former football coach Jim Jim Andrews, yes, Jim Andrews created Black Crunch mm-hmm. for football. So every other school, co- which ironically was about their defense, yes, well, it's like the Black crunch, crunch defense, crunching defense, right? Right. So every other team kind of like followed suit at the time. Like uh, the volleyball team is the Red Slam, I think, and basketball is Black Swish. And Yoder made a a comment about, I haven't thought of one yet for golf yet. And I was sitting there and I just said, what about the red numbers? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. He actually wrote it down in his notepad. He's like, we got to be called the red numbers now. Because like, you know, in golf, you want to be in the red, right? right? Negative minus two. So if they have a slogan team nickname next year called the red numbers, Kudos, credit to me for creating that on the spot yesterday. You should probably try to see if you get that
0: a copyright on
1: that. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I I am not I don't wanna sue Adam, but if I have to I you will You would, huh? Yeah, I will. I I'll get, I'll get take all of his money. Okay. You know, so well, this is actually
0: Northwood's third trip to the state finals mm-hmm. in girls basketball. They went back in nineteen ninety seven, the last year of single class basketball in Indiana. Indiana, mm-hmm. and it was actually their first trip to the state four final four. They'd made the, they'd been to the four Wayne semi state a number of times previous years, but they could never seem to get over that hump
1: mm-hmm. until that
0: ninety seven group did it.
1: Yeah, and then obviously when they went to the ninety nine, right. they
0: they went back two years later, and won the state championship in probably one of the best girls' basketball games I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. They ended up beating Indianapolis Cathedral 72-71. to Wow.
1: In regulation? In
0: regulation. (laughs) Natalie Will hit one of two free throws with 5.6 seconds left on the clock to put Northwood up by that one point. And then Cathedral had a shot that bounced off the rim from like three-quarters court.
1: That's incredible. That would have
0: won the game for him, but it, it <laughs> bounced off the rim.
1: Well, I can almost guarantee you we won't get 72-71 on Saturday, yeah. unless we go four overtimes or something like that. Yeah,
0: and I remember Steve Neff after that game, the, the longtime Northwood coach, when he got that first state championship saying that was the longest 5-6 5.6 seconds of his life. He <laughs> I, said, I thought for sure that ball was going in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I bet he did. It's probably nerve-wracking, but they won. They won. They won. And um, I actually asked Adam yesterday if, uh, if uh, Steve was coming up to see the title game. He ha- he didn't know yet if Steve was going to be in town. I think he lives down in Florida now yes. somewhere. Because um, like can,
0: I can almost guarantee if he's not there he's going to be following my posts on Facebook. Yes. Because he's he's one person that no matter when I post something on <laughs> basketball whether it's boys or girls on my Facebook page he's always there liking those
1: posts. Mm-hmm. And I so. asked, and I asked uh, Adam yesterday about like you know if Steve was if he's talked to if Neff has you know skyped in or sent a letter or something to like support to the team and he said that Neff has. Uh, spoken to the team like via whatever Skype or something in the last week or two. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And maybe he'll chime in again later this week. Um, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, so.
0: And I do know from talking to assistant coach Gene Zerker yesterday, who I'm doing a story about because he's got connections to all three of the, of the state Final Four teams because his daughter Amy played on the 97 and the 99 teams. And now Gene is an assistant coach on this team. So he's got a pretty, pretty unique connection to those. Yeah. And he did tell me that his daughter, Amy, who lives in Boston,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is coming for the state championship game. That's She's awesome. She's flying in. He, she was at the, I believe he said the regional game. And after they won semi-state last week, he called her and said, hey, I'm not expecting you to be there. But he said, just in case, I want to know, do you need a ticket to the game? And she said, yes, I've already bought my plane ticket.
1: That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned that you got a story coming out about Gene. Right. And so, we... Uh, it, right. We Before, to, you, before right. we make that point, one other thing I
0: want to say about that 99 right. game. Mm-hmm. There were... Northwood had three players. Three of their starting five players on the team went on to play Division one college basketball. Wow. Natalie Will went to Northwestern. Amy Zerker went to Ball State. Mm-hmm. And Carol Duncan, who was a sophomore that year went on to play at Purdue. Wow. Plus Cathedral had three, maybe four girls that also went D1. So there was a lot of talent on that basketball floor that day. That's a loaded, that's a loaded right.
1: game, loaded teams right there. Yeah. So
0: And one the other thing that was very impressive about that team, not only were Natalie, Will, and Amy Zerker the leading scorers on that team, the leaders of that team, they were also tied for the valedictorian in the senior class.
1: Wow. That's pretty smart.
0: And both of them were multiple <laughs> sport athletes because uh, Amy played volleyball and Natalie played softball.
1: That's incredible. And that's a so. the multiple sports thing is something Adam Yoder has pointed out. Yes, their top nine players all played a fall sport, which is crazy to think about. So, but um, yeah, so like you said, you got a story coming out about Gene Zerker coming out uh, later this week. Right. We want to. We got a bunch of stories coming out this week that we wanted to kind of you know plug and let people know. Hey. We got all the comprehensive coverage of, of Northwood girls basketball you would want. Uh, I'm working on a story today for Wednesday's paper about assistant coach Corey Duncan. Uh, she was just hired this year, and she's kind of been the catalyst behind the defense. It's her defensive system, basically, and Adam has blessed her, essentially, to like run it. Uh, she was head coach at LaVille for four years prior to this, so she has had coaching experience mm-hmm. as well. So we got that story coming out. And then on Thursday, your story about Gene right. is coming out on Thursday, in Thursday's paper, so it'll probably be online Wednesday night or Thursday morning sometime in that area. And then I also have a story coming out in Thursday's paper about the – Uh, post championship winning water bottle dumping of coach yoder celebrations like a gatorade bath but with the water uh, kind of how that all came together the origin story uh, for lack of a better term of like how that's come together and Mm -hmm. um, those videos are always hilarious to watch Um, especially uh, this past weekend when adam got dumped with a cooler of water we have upgraded from just water bottles to coolers of water and uh I know you and I have joked about if they win on a Saturday, we got to throw them into the pool at the Natatorium. Right. So I think, I think
0: that would be a good, uh, good send off. I, the
1: Natatorium will still be open, I'm assuming, from the state swimming. So you know we can just the building will be unlocked. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah. We could we can make it work. And then on Friday, I will have a traditional game preview uh, for the game between Northwood and Salem. And then you're writing a story about kind of the '97 '99 teams, right? Right.
0: Those two championship teams.
1: Right. So we have a bunch of coverage coming and then you and I will both be there both Saturday and Saturday. Yes. Yep. So we'll have game story and sidebar, you know, stuff. And maybe if they win, uh, you know, have a lot of good, a lot of good content coming. So mm-hmm. I think uh, we're going to, I think uh, we have a lot of cool stuff lined up. These stories are going to be fun. I think people are going to like them. And, you know, it's our first girls basketball team to make a state final since 1999. Correct me if I'm wrong. And the, that we cover at least, so mm. like Tippy Canoe. That went. Wawasee went in two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, sorry, my bad. Wawasee C went oh six. I apologize to all the Wawasee fans.
0: Fairfield made it to the what semi state? Se- yeah, years Fairfield ago. was semi
1: state. Northridge went to a semi state, yeah. but it's been a while. It's been right. a while. It's been a while. So it's this is we're we're, we're trying to give as much coverage to this team as possible because you know yeah. they've kind of earned it. So and,
0: and the uh, the other thing about the 99 team, those girls were the first. Elkhart County basketball team, boys or girls, to win a state championship.
1: Right. So. And the
0: only other team that's done it since from Elkhart County was Jimtown in 2004.
1: Right, right. Jimtown boys. Jimtown so, boys. Yeah.
0: Who were coached by Randy Deshaun, who is now <laughs> coaching the Fairfield boys, and his son, Derek Deshaun, was a key player on that team, who is now coaching the Concord boys team. It's all
1: coming full circle right now. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of stuff. So we're looking forward to bringing you a lot of that Northwood girls basketball content here uh this week so right all right so we want to talk about quickly hit on other things that happened this week Greg. Yeah, we already
0: touched on the wrestling about Jake Lone's right. state runner-up
1: championship heck of a career for that kid man yes second place in state I think he was sixth last year right I mean I really he had
0: three top eight finishes in you, his career you can't really state.
1: ask for much more than that man no. I mean you could have obviously you want to win a state one one of those years but heck of a career for that kid man good for well, him and
0: I think the Walker kid from Mishawaka that he lost to went undefeated this year. Right. So it's so. yeah.
1: I mean, it sounded like a good competitive match, um, but you know, hey, second place, man, and in the state in a wrestling, that's um, that's impressive. That's, that's hard impressive, to do. Yes. So yeah. yeah. So congrats to him.
0: And while uh, while you were enjoying yourself in the La Porte last Saturday at the uh, basketball semi-state, I was at Concord for the boys' swimming sectional.
1: Mm-hmm. Were you enjoying yourself at Concord? I was. Okay. Concord is <laughs> a very
0: good host. They always have a good hospitality mm-hmm. room, and I tell you, they have their they have their cafeteria workers cook the food. Wow. And we had chili, cornbread. There was salad, mm. and I, if the kids eat like that <laughs> in the school cafeteria, I'm ready to go back to high school. <laughs>
1: oh my god no no square pizza no 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 square pizza wow it's impressive but yeah we got a couple kids going down there we had
0: some kids going to state and the thing that showed up to me was concord's depth Mm -hmm. they only won three events two individual events in a relay and they won the sectional championship right and the key event was the 500 yard freestyle they were down they were trailing elkhart central by 14 points going into that event by the time it was over, Concord went one, three, four in the event and had a twenty-eight point lead, wow. which they never re- relinquished after
1: that. That's impressive. That's a, not an easy event to do one, three, four, in. you got to have no. three kids who can swim that race well. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's when I saw him a couple of weeks ago at the boys NLC. That's what stuck out to me. Concord won one event at the NLC swimming, you know, championship, so they won the conference because of their depth. So, yeah. Yeah, And
0: now they won a sectional because of their depth.
1: Right. And Tom Johnson, I think, won the coach of the... He was the, the coach
0: of the year, yeah. Yeah. It's actually their fourth sectional title in, in school history. They won back in 91 and 93 and then
1: 2018. Mm-hmm. So they won two out of three here. Yeah. So Tom's a nice guy, good coach. He's got both those programs doing pretty well. So mm-hmm. uh, very excited, happy for them. And, you know, uh, they're, we'll see how they do this weekend. But. Right. The Boys
0: State Swimming prelims are Friday night at the IUPUI natatorium there mm-hmm. and then the diving prelims are Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and the state finals begin Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. yep not a lot of kids from this area are highly seated um so but they you never know they could come through
1: right it's it's you go down there you put a good swim together I mean you're at state so everyone's good right yeah. so you can theory you could pull one out of the hat and We'll see. It's going to be interesting to follow along. I know we'll probably be following along as we were heading down to Indy, uh later in that day. Pretty much during the state swimming finals, we'll probably be heading down probably, to Andes yeah. for the girls' basketball game. So, should be interesting there. And then uh, uh, we got one last thing to talk about, which I'm glad we saved this for last. I won't rant about a blind draw, but we will do the boys sectional pairings that came out on Sunday. Hey, I was I was going to bring this up during the
0: <laughs> girls' basketball. You're you're talking there about. Salem being number one Uh Northwood being number two And my first thought was Gee That's a result of the blind draw
1: Well it's because You
0: end up with the number one And the number two teams (laughs) Northwood was
1: seventh At the end of the season (laughs) The regular season They've improved to number two Because they're here You know the blind draw—you can't play Northwood and Salem in the first round. They're too far away. Come on,
0: no, but I, I mean, it, it, it I worked know. out that the number one and the number two teams of the state are meeting hey, for the state championship. In two
1: A, it's like number four versus number twenty-six or something. So, you get a miracle run, I guess. But anyway, still the beauty of the blind draw. I, I, I'm never going to get it, and I never, I never will. It's whatever. We're moving on. <laughs> the boys sectional <laughs> pairings came out Sunday afternoon. Yes. Uh, You want to run through the ones from their area here that we're going to be keeping an eye on? Yeah. One of the ones I
0: thought was really going to be key was the draw over at Elkhart Central. We've Mm -hmm. got a number of good teams in there. And the first game of the attorney is Tuesday night. There's only one game Tuesday night, and that's the Northridge Raiders and the Concord Minutemen. Mm -hmm. Then on Wednesday night, you have the Penn Kingsmen playing the host Elkhart Central Blue Blazers, followed by Goshen and Warsaw. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday night in the in the semifinals, you have Memorial meeting the Northridge-Concord winner, followed by the two Wednesday night winners. And then the championship game is Saturday night at 7 o'clock.
1: Yeah, I think that came out pretty balanced for all things considered. I, the only My only critique, I guess, is that Memorial and Northridge are going to be playing in the semifinal. That Memorial and Northridge, I saw that game of the regular season. It was pretty good. Very yeah. competitive game. I haven't seen Warsaw play I think this year or Pleasant play once against Northwood I guess and they lost that game but you know I don't know I think the finals should it should have set up to be Northridge Memorial if, if we were going to seed it right if we were going to see it this would have been the top two seeds but uh I think all things considered though like it's fairly balanced that bottom half will be is wide open with Penn Central Goshen and Warsaw yeah that I think any of those teams can come out of that bottom half there
0: and uh Kudos to whoever comes out of that sectional and heads into the Michigan City Regional because that is going to be a bear this year mm. with some of those region teams that are mm-hmm. they're loaded this year. Right, that
1: Laporte sectional with Culver Military Academy, Michigan City, South Bend Adams. Right. The winner of that Elkhart, I think, gets the winner of the Laporte sectional. I think. Don't quote me on that, but uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> so, yes. and then uh, in the three A. We got the bracket down at Northwood. Right. Um, the first game that day is Tippecanoe Valley and Lakeland. They're playing on Tuesday. And then Friday you get two games, West Noble versus Northwood and Wallace versus the Valley-Lakeland winner with the two winner of those two games going to the sectional final. Now that is an even bracket. That is how it should look if we seed it, I believe. So that's just my opinion. More good
0: us for a blind draw.
1: I mean, the blind draw finally got it right. It's like a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. The blind draw works every once in a while. So, uh, that in theory should set up for Northwood Wallace in the final. Those are the only two teams above 500 in that sectional currently. Right. So, hey, blind squirrel, right? And whoever
0: comes out of that sectional is going to have to put their traveling shoes on because the winner of that sectional this year goes to the regional down at Newcastle.
1: Yeah. Do you think
0: uh, – Which is <laughs>
1: – uh, it's a great facility. I've been down there before. It's, it's a huge gym, Right. One of the best, biggest in this world for high school. Yeah. But, you know. That's a long way to drive for a regional basketball game. Will I get that mileage reimbursed? I hope. We'll have to talk about that. We'll talk to Sheila, our producer. Yeah. So, uh, and then the two-way sectional. I, this is the sectional that I think a lot of uh, people have, were looking at at Westview – Uh, that is a bear of a (laughs) sectional. They did
0: not, I got to admit this, they did not get a break with the blind draw. No,
1: no, absolutely not. That's, as
0: most coaches have always told me, if you're going to win the sectional, you got to beat the best teams.
1: Yeah. It doesn't
0: matter if you beat them in the first game or you beat them in the championship But, like,
1: also, you should be able to not have to play three ranked teams in a row if you're a ranked team, and that's what Lester's going to have to do if they're going to win this thing. You've earned the right to play a non-ranked team if you're the number four team in your class. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to say. But Westview gets Prairie Heights in the first game on Tuesday night. Uh, Westview was ranked number fourth in the latest AP polls in 2A, and Prairie Heights was, I think, ninth or tenth. They were still receiving votes. Right. And they played twice this season. Prairie Heights won the first game in overtime by one. And then Westview came back three weeks later and beat them by ten, I believe. It was a close game, though. So they're going to play a third game rubber match, so to say. Uh, on the Wednesday games, you get Bremen and Fairfield. Fairfield's been playing better as of late. Uh, and the second game is Central Noble and Eastside. The Westview Prairie Heights winner then plays Chura Busco, who's also receiving votes in 2A. Busco beat Westview earlier in the season, way back in November. Westview is a little better than they were in November, but still another team, another ranked team. And then the Bremen, Fairfield, and Central Noble East Side winners play in the second game that night, and then whoever wins those two games plays in the sectional final that Saturday night uh, at Westview. So Westview has the advantage of being at home, of course, and you know they that crowd gets going for them, and it's and Westview has the best player, Charlie Yoder, as well, right. which is going to be you know I think he you know he just passed two thousand career points. Right. This past week, and you got to see him firsthand against Goshen on Friday. This past Friday, when yes. he dropped thirty, and his dad won 300th yeah, he's, game. And he's pretty good. I would say so. I would say so. That's he's why. Pretty, that's why
0: the headline on my story was the Charlie Show.
1: He's just. He's impressive. He really. It's he a, He's got a chance to move into top thirty of all time state scoring if Westview makes a run here, makes a wins maybe the sectional and gets going. He, so, but. And, He's no. also got a shot depending how many
0: games he gets to play and how much he scores. He's also got a shot to surpass Sean Kemp's area record here mm-hmm. of uh, like schools covered by the Gosha news. Kemp right. scored 2134 points and Charlie I, is I think it's
1: a 2044 yeah. right or 34. I think he's like
0: 90 points behind him right yeah, now. Yeah, he's
1: close. He's he's going to he's going to have a shot. That's for sure depending on how many Games yeah. plus few wins down the stretch here. Right. And I mean, um, <laughs> like, I
0: talked to his mother uh, last Friday night when they played out here at Goshen, and I was talking to her, and we were talking about the record, and I said, you know, I said, that would be quite an accomplishment for Charlie because he'd be breaking the record of a guy who went on to be a nine-time NBA All-Star in Sean Kemp.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive so company that, to be That, that is impressive. impressive company. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's crazy about that sectional is whoever wins that sectional at Westview, probably gets Blackhawk Christian in the regional semifinal. So, good luck. Good luck. That's a bear. That's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. And then in Class A over at Fremont, we got the Bethany Christian Bruins playing Fremont in the opening game over there. And then Tri-Count – or, no, oops, wrong one. Uh, Elkhart Christian plays Hamilton on Friday in the first semifinal, and then Lakewood Park plays the Bethany Fremont winner. And then those two games on Friday play on Saturday for the sectional title. Bethany, I've seen them a couple times this season. They show flashes of being a pretty solid team. Uh, they just have like one bad quarter. It feels like against in, in the games I saw, and they just kind of like loses the game on them. They're four and sixteen as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, a lot of their guys are young. Like they're you know a lot of their top end guys that play a lot are sophomores juniors. So I think they're going to be. I don't know what their chances are in this sectional. Elkhart Christian's actually not too bad this year and. um but we'll see. It's going to be interesting at Fremont. It's a long drive. That's all I know. Yes, it is. <laughs> I went out there last year for a girls' basketball sectional final with Bethany. That's a long drive. So uh, and they yeah. move
0: on to the Triton Regional then.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to follow it along. So yeah, uh, that all gets going next Tuesday at the respective sectional sites mm-hmm. and. Uh, It's always fun, man. March, here it comes. March Madness, right? And it is the
0: 110th Indiana State boys basketball tournament.
1: Yeah, fun fact. Reg was seven when it started, so. (laughs) Not quite. Is that mean? Is that
0: mean? That was mean. That was mean. You're not going to get mileage for your trip to Newcastle now if you have to make it. Drats. Drats. Well. Okay. Just one other thing I want to mention briefly is the memorial service for Kobe Bryant yesterday. Yeah. I was utterly amazed when I saw this AP picture of Michael Jordan talking about Kobe at this memorial service, and you could see the tears coming down his face. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was uh, an NBA all-time great, possibly Mm -hmm. in some people's eyes, the greatest basketball player ever in Michael Jordan. Right. And here he is crying at this memorial service for a fellow basketball player.
1: It just reminds us that we're all human. You know, we're all human beings. Yeah. And he just happened to be blessed to, with basketball skills and things like that. And I was not, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really powerful. Everything, I didn't get to see any of it live or anything, but I saw clips of Michael talking and, and Vanessa Bryant talking and Shaq. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you couldn't, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in that room when no. they were talking. So
0: then, I don't know how many people they could get in there for the the memorial service at right. the Staples Center but i heard they had 90,000 requests for for tickets for that
1: uh, i'm not surprised so i'm not surprised i think they had they probably got 20,000 in there i would bet probably so uh yeah super emotional but uh, yeah it's just kind of crazy now it's been a month since that happened and it's just, just uh yeah crazy to think about yep. it's still still surreal so okay. and uh yeah so i wanted to plug one last thing for next week before we get out of here We have a very special guest lined up. Uh, Barring something unforeseen, we will have former Concord boys basketball coach Jim Hahn in studio to talk about uh, the Concord 1990 men's basketball team that went to the state championship game and played Damon Bailey and Bedford North Lawrence in front of 41,000 people at the Hoosier Dome. Uh, It is part of a feature story that I am working on about that 1990 Concord team. Um, which I think a lot of people forget didn't have Sean Kemp on it. They did not have Sean Kemp. People right. think Sean Kemp was on both teams. He
0: graduated in '88. Eight,
1: right. So I have a feature coming out later next month about Concord 1990 team and the 30th anniversary of that season. And we have Jim Hahn coming in studio to talk about it next week live on the podcast. I'm very excited. Very excited, yes. It's going to be,
0: yeah. I have not seen Jim for a number of years. I ran into him one year at the Elkhart County 4-H Fair at the three-on-three basketball tournament. You
1: <laughs> ah, run into everyone at the three-on-three tournament, Yeah, Everyone's there. So. Everyone is there. But I'm really excited. I've already done a couple interviews with other players for this story, and they're all excited about it. And Hahn, I think, is kind of like the last piece of the puzzle for me in terms of putting this thing together so i'm very excited and i'm happy he's actually able to come into studio and join us for the podcast i'm as you can tell by the voice i'm very excited right now this is going to be a lot i'm i'm kind of nerding out a little bit very fun so okay
0: all right folks well that'll wrap up this edition of the Goshen news sports podcast and we will join you next week